Hey, welcome to The Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kay, and we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy, and close the door behind you. Hey. Hello. Welcome into the sample cupboard, babes. I feel a bit emotional today, but also really excited. Mixture of emotions. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? It's a real mixed bag because as most of you all know, it's the last episode of the series and I don't know how to feel about it. I cannot believe we've done 10 episodes. God. I know. It feels like it's gone so fast. It feels like we've done two episodes. I don't know how we've managed to do 10, <laughs> to be honest. I know. It's been amazing. Like, I've really, really enjoyed it. God, I'm talking like this is the end of everything. We are going to come back for another season. <laughs> <laughs> end of an era. Well, it is, isn't it? Like you say, we've done so much. We've talked about so many things. We've had some really great guests on. And it just feels like it's almost just started, which is really nice. Yeah, I feel like we're finally finding our feet with things. We've understood how to record <laughs> properly now. We've finally got to grips with it and now it's finishing. But I think everybody's ready yeah. to get out, head to the alfresco drink situation. Yes. And we'll resume in a few weeks mm, time. Yeah, yeah. We don't know when the release date for the second series is going to be, but let's just get this one tied off nicely and then we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Anyway, how how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm really well. I'm loving the sun we're getting at the moment. Sorry to be really British and talk about the weather all the time, but I just think <laughs> it's so nice to finally see the sun after we had a bazillion months of winter. How's the new job? Yes, it's going really well, thank you. Yeah, really well. Obviously, it's all working from home at the moment, so still getting used to working in my room and you know, that side of things. But I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. It's really varied, it's really fun. So yeah, all good. I'm glad. How's things with you? Yeah, things are good. I actually went into the office for the first time since I started this job. So I met an actual human oh rather my than God. just e-meeting. I really have a thing. I hate the phrase e-meet. It's so cringe. Nice to e-meet you. I say that. <laughs> Do you? I don't like it, unfortunately. <laughs> I do. It was a big thing at ASOS. I feel like it's just stemmed with me. I think it's quite nice because it acknowledges the fact that you're not meeting them in person. If you've not met somebody mm. in person, I feel like it's weird to say, nice to meet you. So I think the E just like breaks the gap a little bit. I don't know. Puts that virtual element in. Yeah. I like nice to speak to you. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Talking of meeting people though, we've got an amazing guest on this episode. To round off the series, we thought it'd be really apt to get a guest on. And what better guest, to be honest. This is the first time we're actually meeting them and we could not be more excited. So for those of you guys who do not know who Will is, I mean, where have you been to be honest? He is the makeup sensation, content creator and makeup artist Snatched by Will. He has rose to dizzying heights of internet fame, namely on TikTok and Instagram, having reached just over 130K followers on TikTok, which is just insane. He started as a makeup artist in London on the counters, I believe, but he'll yes. be able to tell you more about that. He's achieved all this in such a short space of time as well. Oh my God, literally. I know, we were just chatting to him earlier. We called him the queen of going places and he really is. So without further ado, let's welcome Will into the sample cupboard. Hi, hi everyone. Hey. hey babes, how are you doing? So good. You know, it's lovely Friday up in here. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're recording on a Friday. I'm loving the red lip. I told you this earlier, I was like, I'm obsessed. Thank you. And Jonathan here is serving skin. What are you wearing? Skin makeup. Thank you, babes. Yeah, I've got um, a bit of foundation on and some concealer. I love it. Thank you so much. You are looking stunning, by the way. Needless to say. You look fab. I was just like, I have to come on, you know, looking cute and whatever. It's my first podcast. I was like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, look cute. We are so happy to have you here, honestly. I'm so happy to be here, for real. So we've done a little brief introduction on you, but we want to hear it from Will himself. So do you want to give us a little intro to the listeners of who you are and what you do? So if you guys don't know me, my name is Will, also known as Snatched by Will on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. I'm a content creator and I live in London. I'm 20 years old. I grew up in Cornwall. My family are at Peruvian, so it's like a Hispanic culture. And yeah, I just moved to London two years ago to like follow my dreams of becoming a professional makeup artist. So that's just happening now. <laughs> Amazing. 
literally like I can't believe you moved two years ago that's insane I am um, still can't believe it like I moved when I was 18 and I'm I've been saving up for it for so long and finally like I'm moving into London and I think it was the best thing I ever decided to do because it's the city and I can really express myself in a city where there's so many different types of people in mm. London so you're 20 now can we just clarify because while we were introducing you we were yeah. weren't sure you're 20, 20 and you've already achieved so much which is just insane Ah. Thank you guys. We're so excited for you and but seeing you like blossom. I remember I followed you through a makeup artist who'd actually done my face before and I saw you'd done like the clouds look on her eyes and I was like who is this guy? I've never seen such talent and then from that like you weren't really posting that much and then literally like a few weeks later it was all these looks and you were just completely slaying them and I was like wow. I didn't even take Instagram or anything seriously. Two years ago I was posting like three looks a month wasn't nothing serious. Only like last year was when I started taking it seriously and I was posting like four looks in a week and then now like it's becoming like a job where I post nearly every day. It's amazing where you've seen me like grow because I didn't really I started off with not that many followers but yeah it's crazy and um I'm just so grateful for like people that like follow me and support my journey because I'm just so excited for where it goes mm. it must feel like you're just at the start like, like only just beginning even though you've already achieved so much it, do you know what I feel like I have so much to give still like it's just really exciting and um I'm just so grateful for every opportunity that comes my way we're excited to be a part of that yes absolutely so every week in the sample cupboard we do a section called on Wednesdays we work <laughs> I love that it's almost to the mean girls because we air on a Wednesday so Will do you want to take us through what you're wearing we can start with the outfit and then move on to the face or we can start with the face and move on to the outfit you you make the call okay so on wednesdays we are wearing i am wearing i always love a blazer yes to the blazers we love the blazers i don't know what it is about a blazer whenever i wear a blazer i just feel like such a bad bitch mm -hmm. oh my can i curse yes you can yeah swearing is open in this in this cupboard yeah fuck it fuck it <laughs> <laughs> I just love a blazer and then I just wanted to wear like a turtleneck and then I wanted to wear this to like, you know, remind everyone that I'm still a hoe. <laughs> I don't know what it is as well about black clothing. Like I just love black clothing. It's just my color. Like it's just my go-to, like it's simple, it's chic and it just goes with everything. And then makeup wise, I've beat my skin as like I always do. And my go-to makeup look is actually a cat eye. I just, yes. for some reason, I just feel like it makes Good. my eyes really stand out and just makes everything look like very like catty. And yeah, that's what I've done today. And my go-to lip gloss is the Fenty lip gloss. <gasps> I've got this. How amazing is it? I'm obsessed, so good. Even like on days when you don't want to wear makeup and you just want a bit of like a lip gloss on your lips, it's the best thing ever. So good. Johnny, you need it if you I've not got it and I don't, I've never worn a gloss before, which is why I'm a bit skeptical because I just don't know if it will be for me. You can maybe get diamond milk. There's like a white version, just like not like got any color on it. So you could just use that. It's so oh, nice. Okay. So that'd be a good place to start. Gloss is having a bit of a moment, isn't it? I know that when we had Eric on, he was our first guest. He raves about the Fenty stuff and it's just made me want all of the products. On days when I don't wear any makeup, I love to wear just the Fenty cream bronzer. When I go out of the house and stuff, I don't always do a full face. I like to just look like a bit bronzy and a bit like, just a bit, you know, freckled and stuff. So I'll just use the cream bronzer all over my face. Ooh. And that's what I do for like my no, no makeup days. Yes. Oh my gosh, we're getting all the hacks. What um do you use on your skincare? Because I feel like your skin is just flawless. Whenever you put a picture up without any makeup on or a story, I'm like, how does this skin look that good? You know what it is? I feel like I have tried so many skincare brands, but water is the best thing ever. Like it on, I drink like at least three to four liters a day. Like I drink a lot wow, of water. That's a lot. Okay, wow. I notice a massive difference when I don't drink water because I start yeah. getting pores and texture. But when I drink loads of water, it just flushes it all out. But the best skincare brand is Elemis, in my opinion. Ooh, I've not ever tried anything from Elemis, actually. I don't think I have either, actually. I'm trying to think. They're a bit pricey, but worth it. It's just because they've not got many, like, perfumes in their products. Like, it's just very light. Because so many skincare brands now have so many different things in them. And as a makeup artist, like, I learn about everything that's in the back of it and stuff. So it just makes me feel a bit weird sometimes. So, yeah. I never realised that, how bad some skincare products were. 
I have to say, before the first lockdown, I knew nothing. I used to wear youth makeup wipes all the time, which I'm embarrassed to say. But I got so into, have you seen Skincare by Hiram on YouTube? Oh, I've not. He's this guy from Hawaii and he knows everything about skincare. Like, he will change your life. Is he on YouTube? He's on YouTube. Yeah, he's so good. I think I saw one of his things about exfoliating. Yeah, I've just looked him up. Isn't he like a, is he like a chemist or something? So he's really like sciencey based. Yeah, but he's interesting and he doesn't make it like, you can't understand it. Yeah, it doesn't make it boring. I think you might have sent me a video actually, Kay. Probably, I'm trying to get everyone to watch him. It's literally so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Kay then, what are you wearing today? I'm wearing, I'm not in joggers for the first time ever. I thought for the final. <laughs> Can we have a round of applause, please, for Kay? Yes, girl! She's actually made it into something else. I'm in leggings. <laughs> oh, I'm wearing my pyjama trousers. <laughs> no one can see it, it's okay. It's all right. We're not going to stand up. I've got on a white oversized blazer and a little black... You yeah. can't see it. Let me sit up for those who are watching on video. I've got a little bandeau top with little custom Christian Dior straps. That oh. actually, I sewed one strap on and my friend had to furiously sew the other one on as we were actually getting into a taxi to go on a night out. <laughs> How did she bring the needle and thread with her, can I ask? Does she just have an emergency sewing kit? I have an emergency sewing kit in every bag because you just don't know what's going to happen ever on a night out. Like You don't. Look at that prime example. You might be getting into a taxi and your Dior band just pings off. Exactly. <laughs> I always carry safety pins with me because one time I was in Morrison's and then over and my jean pocket just went flying. <laughs> I was so bright red you couldn't see because I was wearing so much makeup but um I, I that taught me carry safety pins you never know what's gonna happen <laughs> you never know yeah this sewing kit's good it's got like everything in it safety pins every thread that you can imagine it's very good I'd recommend um anyway I'm going off in a tangent and I've got on my face nothing exciting apart from a red lip I haven't worn a red lip in so long but I just thought Actually, that's something. Whenever I'm feeling really shit, you put a bright lip on and you just feel like so much better. Not I that I'm feeling that. shit today, but in general, that's my go-to. You look stunning, honey. Thanks. What about you, Johnny? What are you wearing? So starting with the body, I've got my vintage pink YSL shirt that I spoke about in one of the first episodes. I can't remember what episode it was in, but yeah, I've got that on, little baby pink, and then just a little cami vest underneath. Love it. I've got a few chains and a few rings that are my usual. I've got a yellow barrier, just like gel polish on the fingers, which is really, it's got a really nice like gel-like finish, but it's a do at home. And then, yeah, the skin, uh, so the base is NYX. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just the foundation. Um, and then I've got the Touche Clout on YSL, NYX bronzer. I've got Maybelline blush and uh, just Vaseline on the lips, hon. I love that. Boy glam, I love it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of boy glam, a little bit of blush for you all today. So yeah, I feel like we're all dressed up, ready to go. So Will, you're known for your incredible serves on social media. And you said that you, in the last two years, you'd saved up, moved to London to pursue your dream of being a makeup artist. But where did it all start for you? Okay, so I went to college and I did my A-levels and I finished and me and my mum were having this discussion whether it was like, do I go to um, London and pursue makeup because I've been saving up for it or do I do a uni course? And it was just kind of like, what do I do? Like I was in that stressful, like, men, like I don't know, I was thinking like, what do I actually do? Because it's like, if I go to, if I do a uni course, I'm going to have to like stay at that for like four years and I have to be passionate about the course. And then, and um, at 18, I got my first ever makeup job, which was in um, Stratford for Morphe. And that kind of was like, maybe just give it a go for a few months and see how it goes. And that's kind of how it all started off. I wanted to be like the top makeup artist in London. That was my goal. I wanted to be like the top freelancer. I wanted to do wedding makeup, TV. I wanted to do it all. And at the start, I had a few clients here and there. And then Instagram kind of just became a thing where I was like, I was loving the feedback and the engagement I was getting from people when I started posting and that's really how it all started and then 
when I started to become more of a content creator and it started, you know, making a profit for me was last year, Halloween time. I did like the 31 days of Halloween and I did 31 looks and I was like, that was my goal. And I was like, I'm going to give it a go and I'm not going to sleep for a whole month, but it's going to be worth it. And I, I want to make sure that every single look is 10, 10. They were amazing. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to do like no simple bat liner. I want to do like every single look 10, 10. And that's when my Instagram just started to grow and brands like Superdrug, like loads of brands started reaching out to me. And that's when I was like, I actually, rather than being like a freelancer, I actually want to do content creation and it's a job now. Wow. That's amazing. It's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But what inspired you to get into makeup? Like, did you have some icons when you were growing up? When did you like first buy your, your own makeup? Like, when did that start for you? I remember like from like when I was like 14, 15, I would always go into like a Mac store because back in the day, I feel like Mac was that store yeah. that we would all go to. These other brands weren't that big and Mac was that store that we all went to. And to me, when I went to Mac, I was like, this is literally makeup heaven. And I used to always see these male makeup artists and I used to always be like, oh my God, like I want to be like that one day. I I was so inspired and the funniest thing is like now I work with those artists that I saw when I was 15 and we all work in the same store so it's just crazy I'm, I'm always like with them like I saw you when I was 15 and I was like oh. it's so inspired oh. by you and um, I think that's what inspired me and people like Patrick Starr, Nikki Tutorials, all these massive YouTubers that I saw do makeup I just always was like I one day want to be like that and do content creating like them because they are some, they're just amazing. And Patrick Starr is such an OG YouTuber for me. And I really do like, in, aspire to be like him one day. Mm, that's so lovely. And so lovely that you now work with some of those artists that inspired you in the beginning to be able to look back and go, yeah, I'm now working with you just because I followed my dream. Like props to you. It's crazy. So we spoke with our previous guest, Erico, about social media getting a bit of a bad rep. But for you, obviously, it seems like a really positive thing. And we've spoke about your success on TikTok, particularly, and being able to become a full time content creator. So how has it changed your life and what you do now? I don't know. It changed my life in a way where I don't have free time. I just don't see my friends as much. I am just doing looks and I'm just so dedicated to keep creating until I make it and until I reach my goal. And something I've started doing this year is like, I've really been manifesting and I don't know why. Do we do we all manifest? Do we all manifest? Yes. Can you teach me how to do it? Because I try, but I, I, I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> you have to like believe it and speak it into existence and say it's going to happen. Yeah. My goal for this year was like, I keep, I keep saying I am going to have 100K on all platforms and I've reached it on TikTok already and I'm just waiting for the others to get there soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it'll be long, hon. Let me tell you that. I don't think it's going to be long. Everyone go and follow Will right yes. now on Instagram. <laughs> Snatched by Will. So I just feel like when you manifest, stuff happens and I didn't really believe it in it that much, but with TikTok happening, I fucking believe in it. So... When did the penny drop for you that you could take your content from being a hobby to a full-time gig? When did you realize that makeup was gonna be your success story? End of Halloween, definitely. Cause I was posting every day from then. And then after that I was posting like five times a week and then posting two videos. So I was technically still posting every day. How? That's a lot of content. It's a lot of content, but I feel like when anyone asks like, how do you do it and stuff? Like you've got to put the work in and you've really got to, you've got to want it. And I really want it. And um, when you want something so bad, I do really feel like you do see results. Yeah, you've just got to put the work in and like, you know, sleepless nights. Who is she? Um, <laughs> I was going to say, did you sleep all over Halloween? <laughs> Not really. No, babe. Honestly, I was up to like 4am sometimes. And I feel like this is a discussion we were saying, like people don't know more than just that final image. There is so much behind the scenes that goes behind that. I think so many young people now look at people on Instagram and TikTok and think, I want that. And they just want to go straight in at the top, but they're not prepared to do all the groundwork that comes with that. Because there's so much work involved. There's so much work. It's not like I just take a video and it's done. For one look, I do eight TikToks. Wow. 
I'm tired just thinking about this. <laughs> that could be a range of like transitions. And then the others are like what I see that's trending the most. And I would just do the trend and follow it. And then I would just try and post them all in one day or spread them out. Yeah, that's how it works. So I do like one look, eight TikToks. And then one of those will be a reel. I'll turn the video into a reel because I have to screen record it. And then I post a look. And then I um, edit all of my stuff because a lot of people ask me, how do I edit my stuff? It's so weird because I used to use Photoshop. I used to have an editor at one point. Visuals we Hi, how are you? She did amazing and she did like for like a really good price. But um, I've started just editing myself. I just felt like I saved a bit more money doing that. So I just have done that recently over the over the days. Wow. So it's a fully self-made project then? Yeah. So I use Viesco Airbrush and I send them to my manager, get them confirmed, see what she thinks. And I always send them to my best friend as well because I just like, you know, want to know her opinion too. <laughs> I'm always looking at the pic for hours, just like, oh, is it the one? And then you've got to think about like, what hashtags am I going to put? That's Hashtags are a pain in the fucking ass. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I'm trying to learn as I like what hashtags work for me still as well. Like what get me the best reach. And I try and talk on my, what my schedule is. I try and talk on my stories like every day and do like a video every day. Even if it's like just two videos, I just try and engage a bit because I think that just keeps my followers more engaged with me. How long does it take you to film a look as well? For YouTube or just like in general, like just to do any look? Just for like, yeah, just for like a post on Instagram four or five hours, realistically. And it's crazy because it takes that time. Even normal makeup, basic makeup, I think it's just because of how much that goes into it, like the editing mm. and we doing the TikToks yeah. and everything. That's why it takes so much time. Yeah. Something that me and my manager are trying to like, you know, do is trying to like schedule everything and have a, a rota because I can't be doing looks like till like 3 a.m. in the morning. That's like not normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why I'm trying to get, I think when I've been in lockdown, I've been going to bed so late because it's just like, I've got nothing else to do the next day. So now I started the month off and begin up at 8 a.m. sharp and just, you know, starting the day. And like, I like to always clean for the first hour that I wake up. So I just feel like, you know, ready for the day. I clean the house clean my makeup room, listen to a podcast in the morning, 8 a.m. sharp. Then I just get one of my day and I just kind of do that and then do a look. I try and do a look between like one and five. Mm. Yeah, we've spoken about that, keeping like a schedule and how that can really help just keep things balanced, especially when you're doing so much. Oh, for sure. And if I've like missed my 5 p.m. time to do a look, then I just won't do a look. I just don't want to be up till silly o'clock. I think sometimes that what content creators always get worried about is like, whether to just post loads or whether to just do like quantity over quality. And I'm still trying to figure that out myself. It's hard to know. Instagram's confusing as fuck, to be honest. It is, it is, it is, it is. How do you get all your inspo for the looks? Like, how did you think of 31 different looks without it being kind of done before in the same way? It's hard for Halloween. I just go as a cat. <laughs> just a bit of fake blood on my face and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, how about <laughs> A lot of makeup artists, really. I also get inspired by the colour chart. Like, I just look at the colours and just see what colours look like go well together. When I see something in my head, I just want to create it. And I just want to do it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I just, like, just don't know. My head just thinks of these ideas and looks. And I just go ahead and try and make it work. They're so original. All of the looks. Have you seen all of the Halloween looks? They're incredible. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Just unbelievable. I think it's probably my proudest work. Like, I think Halloween was like, that's where my work, I was like, I'm so proud. I also loved your Valentine's looks as well. Yes. My favourite look of all of them that I've seen of yours is the plain Cupid one with the, I think you had like a lollipop and you had the sticks. Yes. That for me, I was like, that is gorgeous. Because the skin was popping. The eyes were just gorgeous. And I love the creativity. Like, you literally had like arrows stuck in your face, but you looked <laughs> yeah. stunning. I was like, like, this guy. I love that. What I love about special effects, like, people take it in so many different ways. People love to do gore and stuff. I love doing gore, but I still mm. like looking really pretty. So I like, like, that mix. Yes. Like, glam, but gross as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're like glam gore. I love that. It's like glam core, but glam gore. It's amazing, though, because a lot of people kind of either do one or the other. They're like, special effects is their thing or beat to fuck is their thing but you're such a good mix it's hard because like a lot i get asked a lot of time like what is your niche by brands i think makeup artists do get put in a bit of a box where like you either do special effects makeup or you do glam makeup or editorial and mm. i don't know i'd like to do it all like i like to do a bit of a mix mm. of everything and i think that's why people like my page because i just 
you never know what you're going to get. You might get, you know, blood all over my face one day, or you might get yeah. a beautiful cat wing. You never know. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or both, period. <laughs> so you also spoke about social media and only kind of showing the final image and followers only seeing the end product. So who is the real Will? What's something that your followers wouldn't know? I don't know. I don't know where to start with that one because I was talking about that question with my manager. I like to portray myself on social media the way that I am with everyone around me. I really feel like what you get is what you get. But something that I never show people is that, <laughs> believe it or not, but I actually am sometimes quite shy. Oh my <laughs> God, and I feel just said that. Yeah, when it comes to like public stuff, I don't know why. I just get really, really shy sometimes. I feel like I definitely put on sometimes a front where I'm just like overly confident, but like inside I'm actually like quite nervous. And like sometimes as well, I get quite bad anxiety, which people would never know. I feel like my anxiety comes from like when I'm doing looks and stuff, I'm always just like overthinking. I'm sometimes my worst critic. Like I'm always second guessing everything I do. Yeah, I think that's the real me. Like I'm low key, you know, <laughs> have anxiety. I, I have, you know, problems like that. Um, I don't know if you guys get ever get like stressed out about life and just think like, fuck, am I going to do everything in time? Am I like going to run out of time? Yeah. Like, am I not going to make my goals? Like I always get mm, in my head. Yeah, I have that as well. Am I doing the right thing? Should have I gone to uni? Should have I have done this? I'm always in my head about everything. With creative work, especially with the sort of thing that you do where you're turning out looks all the time and they're always so different and they're always so varied, that can really make you second guess because there's almost like no limit to what you can do. But then there's also so many other things that you could be doing. And it I don't know about you, but when I do anything creative, it always I'm always thinking, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that better. <laughs> I always think this. And I think that combined with the fact that you work mostly on your own, when you're in that space, you are just so in your own head and that can be quite a scary place. For real, literally everything is on my own, like everything. I know we spoke to other people and I'm just between Kay and I on the podcast about that and putting pressure on yourself to achieve something. But I also think as well, that that can be the driving force sometimes, like that part of you, although it has that kind of horrible side, that is in large part where, what got you to where you are today. That self-drive, that constant critique of yourself and going, could I be better? Should I have been better? And then always improving on that. Yeah, for sure. So obviously you've spoke about suffering with anxiety, coming from working for yourself a lot of the time. What do you do to kind of overcome that? So I, for me, I think it's really good that you go outdoors a lot. That's what I do. Like I'm now I don't think I've ever walked ever before so much. <laughs> Literally, that's been the curse of lockdown, hasn't it? Like everyone's just been walking and walking. It does wonders for your mental health because I just feel like I just, I put the phone away. I don't look at it. I just walk and just like, just be with myself and just think about everything. And another way in which my mental health is like, you know, what's the word? Like just supports it. Is that I work part-time as well in a store. And I just feel like I do that so then I can just have a moment where like I can actually like go to work and like just do everyday things and, you know, be with colleagues and just be with people. And I actually love working with customers, even though now it's so different. Like I actually can't do makeup on anyone because of the whole Corona thing, but oh. it is so annoying. We haven't done actual like makeup on clients for now a year and a, and a bit, which is crazy. You know, commission wise and everything, our main job is through doing makeup by doing demos. That's how I sell. I'm not gonna tell you how I can sell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't do that. That. so it's just like through like combos and all of that so it is a lot harder sometimes as well I have moments where sometimes I have such an anxiety like problem and I get in my head and I just break down crying and I feel like the way I deal with that is just by you know surrounding myself with my best friend like I'm so blessed to have a best friend who's always there for me 24 7 and she just makes me feel so much better and my mum as well she is now like so supportive whenever I open so up lovely. and stuff and it's amazing to see her because like coming out and stuff like in a Spanish like house household with like where they all believe in like Catholic and stuff mm. and everything, they didn't really accept that. Two years later, they're now like my biggest supporters. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. And like whenever I say to people like that struggle of coming out and stuff, I always just say like you know it gets better. It's gonna get better over time. And it, it took my parents like a year and a bit, but my mum now is like I send her all of my looks on WhatsApp and she loves oh. it. And I didn't think I would ever do that. I did honestly think that I would never thought that would ever happen. 
feminine. Like I never thought she would be comfortable enough to be like, oh my God, I love this, Will. Beautiful Will. Like she's never done that before. So to just see how much she's grown as a person is amazing. So I think mom and my best friend and going outdoors and going to work really helps my mental health personally. I love seeing your relationship with your mum when she's teaching you to drive. <laughs> I think she's scared for her life. Honestly. <laughs> this where can i watch this please <laughs> i put it on my tiktok and i think it really popped off because it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> oh it was really funny but on a serious note i think being able to recognize what kind of triggers you feeling those ways and knowing the coping mechanisms for that johnny and i can definitely relate in terms of anxiety and feeling anxious about things and i think everybody listening will be able to relate also especially if they've never felt it before i think lockdown and this last year has made everybody view life differently and react emotionally and differently to things than they have before and maybe understand anxiety yeah also that's so lovely to hear you talk about your family in that way and i'm really glad that you managed to build up that relationship with them again after coming out it kind of leads us nicely into our next question so obviously you live in london now but we know that you grew up in a town that was quite the opposite of London. How was it growing up where you grew up? Well, I know that me and you both have quite a similar story and like we both grew up in like areas where it's like the countryside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very sm small hometown. And everyone kind of blends in and there's not really like many people that like, you know, step out of like the ordinary. Growing up was fine. I had a really, really good friendship group that was always there for me. But like, I always got called names in school, like all the time. Like, and people just, because people just don't understand being gay and stuff. And as well, even being brown as well. Like you always stood out. Like I like stood out compared to all of my peers. Even in school, like I experienced so much racism. Really? Oh my God. I have a little brother, his name's Harry. He's 10 and I get so anxious when I think about, I never would want him to go through the things that I went through growing up in school. And he's already, I, re, I asked him like, I always ask him like, has anyone said anything? And he always says like, yeah, people sometimes say this, people sometimes say Chinese, Asian, all of this. And I'm just like, you shouldn't have to go through that when you're that young and know that you're different to everyone else. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. And I. I think it's so sad because we have experienced, I know I've experienced similar things in terms of homophobia, you know, right from being really young, even before like I came out, you know, it people sling that around, don't yeah, they? Yeah, for real, gay, gay boy, all the rest of it, before you even kind of know what that is in yourself. So to have to come to terms with that and process that before you've even realised is, is horrible. And it's such a shame that that's happening still at this time in, you know, in 2021. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It just makes you feel that people are viewing you differently. Like, even people about the colour of my skin as well. And and I know my dad suffered with this more so when he was growing up. But even for myself, I never thought that it'd be something that people would just look at you and be like, mm. oh, you're different. I am. Um, I don't know if you ever felt like this um, growing up as well in school, but I didn't. I never really, like, owned, like where I came from. I don't know, I was almost a bit embarrassed to say that I was Spanish because I feel like people would just judge you. So I never really owned like where I was mm. from, but now I like now I'm so proud of it. Back then like I just wasn't really proud of like being different. Yeah, I used to hate people asking me where I was from basically. My mum's Irish and my dad we don't know his heritage because he was an orphan. So for people to be like where are you from? Firstly implies that I'm not from around here and I'd be like if I'm from so and so they'd be like no but where are you from got asked that all the time all the time it's so rude and secondly if I then go I actually don't know because my dad's an orphan and the reason being for that is because of the color of his skin that's why he was left in care like it, I think people don't realize how rude that question can actually be when someone asks you that it makes you feel like well I'm not from just down the road am I then if you're mm. saying where are you mm -hmm, from? You're not real. implying I'm from around here. I will never forget this one girl. I was, you know these things you just always will never forget. But like this one girl said to me, I remember I was like in year five and I think this is what just gave me like the embarrassment for being different to everyone else. She said to me, oh, you're brown, mixed up, black hair and went <laughs> like literally. Oh my God. I can't believe that. And I remember telling the teacher about it and the teacher just went, 
She even went to the girl. She went, Ellie, don't say that. And I was just, just brushed it off like that. And I told my mom and she was just like horrified. And uh, my mom was like, why does the teacher not do anything? Like she didn't do anything about it. I won't ever forget that. The fact that the teacher just brushed it off like it was nothing. Like it was just a sort of comment. Yeah. But they wouldn't have known that that's now stayed with you for, you know, you still remember that. And that's still yeah. something that hurts. I remember the first time I was called gay. When I was really young in school, I used to play dress up. It's quite nice because I still love doing that now. I love that. And I remember I was dressed up in like a princess costume and I was probably five, but I hid when I saw the class in the year above me coming out in from the outside playground. And that's the first time I remember not wanting to be seen in what I was wearing because I knew they would take the piss. And I don't know, it's just one of those pivotal moments where you realise that your your viewed is different and that could potentially put you at risk. Yeah. And I think from then on, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but you always try to hide that because it's something that you've just learned. But then you almost get to that other point in your life where you go, hang on, this is what I love doing. I've always loved doing this. This is who I am. And you spend the rest of your life then unlearning all of the things that you taught yourself to hide that part of you away. Mm. 100%. So obviously going through all of that then, Will, and coming out the other side as this gorgeous, creative, talented person that's doing so much, not just for your own mental health and to validate your own self and who you really are as a person, but by putting your work out there on social media, you're also empowering so many young people who, like, you know, your brother who you spoke about so lovely about earlier. You know, little kids like him, around the world, you are teaching them that that is okay. So how how do you think then that putting your work out there on social media and the community that sites like TikTok brings together, how do you feel that that has, do, or do you feel that that's helped you to be more self-accepting of yourself in any way? 100% and especially when like my younger brother is so supportive of what I do and the fact that I inspire him is just makes me really proud as a brother because I honestly like love him so much and I grew up with him like my like for everything <laughs> and um he's watched me like come out and everything he sees me as like his role model and I love that and I never would have thought I'd be like someone that little kids would look up to but the one thing that always gets to me is that like I love like being able to like oh my god why am I getting emotional like help other young boys come out because I always get DMs about young boys who like struggle coming out and stuff. And I can relate to it so much because it is so hard. Like it is, it was so hard for me. I, I just love being able to like tell other boys or girls who are struggling to come out to their families, like you can do this. That's so lovely. Okay, you're gonna have to take over, I think, cause I've got a bit of a lump in my throat. <laughs> I think that's so lovely. And the fact that you've obviously created this amazing platform that not only you can showcase your best work but you're so approachable that people feel like they can message you and and you can advise them on these things that obviously it's a big thing to ask somebody that they don't necessarily know but they feel like they know you well enough to be able to ask that and respect your advice so you should be really proud of what you've created. I would want to be able to be that person that told younger me that you got this and that just be yourself like no matter what because that I don't know I just didn't really see anyone else like myself then so I want to be that person for other young kids. Oh, I don't know about you, Will, but well, I do a little styling thing on a Sunday on Instagram, just with the reels. Oh yeah, I've been seeing her. I love it. Yes, thank you. It's just a small thing, but I started it in lockdown because I miss dressing up. I miss putting together looks because that's something I love doing, like that dressing up thing. I think it's, I've always just loved doing that. But some, what motivates me sometimes, because I don't know about you, but I get days where I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered to do this, I have no motivation, or you feel really shit about yourself, and it just kind of holds you back. But I always try and think, I want to be that person that I wish I had when I was growing up. I want to be able to be that person on the phone that some kid can look at and go, wow, like, I feel like that, I want to do that. And I feel like that's what you've done with your makeup. Yeah, it is, it is. But it takes fucking balls, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. It takes balls because, like, I hadn't been out in makeup in a while outside. And I went out last week in, like, a full face beat with my friend. And, like, I was getting, like, catcalled a bit just from, like, strangers. And I think maybe they've spent too long in lockdown. They've not seen much. So they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> here's someone. So um, I just try and brush it off and just, you know, try and remember who I am and stuff. 
are we doing for the shower thoughts this week? Will, did you have one? Um, you guys can think of one, and then I'll just go off that. Okay. Oh my god, are you guys watching? Are you guys watching that C documentary on Netflix? Sea Spiracy. I haven't started it yet. I haven't started it because I'm watching Behind Her Eyes. Mm, yeah, that's I'm good. halfway through that. But yeah, that's the next thing, Sea Spiracy. It is good, but it also I thought it was going to be like just about fish and the killing of animals which it is largely about but it's so much more it shows you just i can't even explain it you just need to watch it it's really informative as well i want to watch it but i'm just like i love fish it does make you think because i was veggie for seven years and then i started eating fish in the last two years of it and now i'm fully back to eating meat i do eat veggie say like 80 percent of the time say like five days of the week I won't eat meat but still it just shows you how much even just demand it's supply and demand basically that fuels it all yeah I think people thought that fish was like more sustainable or more healthy yeah I definitely did it was kind of like when the vegan boom happened and everybody started to go more towards a plant-based diet I think people thought that because there was like cowspiracy wasn't there did you ever watch that when it came out? I've not seen it. That's what made me veggie. Made then... a lot of people veggie. Like, so many people went veggie after that. I think I went veggie. I think I went veggie. <laughs> it slowly creeps back in because you forget, don't you? But I think it, it's just another thing that reminds people that there's not an infinite amount of, like, fish in the ocean and the health of the ocean as well. Mm, it's really sad. Did you watch the David Attenborough thing? The programme, the series of programmes that he did just after Christmas about, I think it was like the different environments around the world. There was like a tropical one, a desert one, and he did one about the ocean. And mm. um, he said that the ocean actually provides the most of the world's oxygen. A lot of people Crazy. think it's the rainforest, but it's the, it's the ocean that releases the oxygen into the atmosphere that then circulates around the world. So I'm getting really nerdy here. That is so interesting. Have you watched the fashion one on um, BBC iPlayer? It's about like how much denim makes, like takes of the ocean and stuff. Oh yeah. I was really shook. I did not know that. I didn't, that was news to me. Yeah, I did my dissertation on sustainable fashion and it just like blew my mind. I think it came from working in the industry. It makes me feel a bit weird. Does it, it make me feel a bit sick? <laughs> After I watched that, it made me kind of think about like fast, shopping and stuff like that so I don't really buy I don't really buy anything from like pretty little thing and stuff like those type of like companies that like sell stuff for so cheap because <laughs> it's just like not good for the environment yeah yeah because you do you just don't know as a consumer you don't know where your clothes come from because it's not put on the label you literally you see made in China or made in India or made in Bangladesh but you don't see all the other places where the threads come from the fabrics come from, where it's been shipped to, where it's been finished, where the buttons come from. Like, you just don't see that. And I think that's where the industry's going now. Yeah, it's really bad. I think as well, I saw that being in buying and merchandising, you're ringing suppliers, driving down costs. And if mm. you know that you're getting a dress for £10 and you're selling it for 100 that profit is going in a greedy CEO's back pocket. But these people who've actually spent hours putting these beads on the dresses. Like breaking their backs. Yeah, it's really bad. It's it's one of the reasons that I thought for a while about coming out of fashion completely. I was gonna say, did you have you watched the makeup one? There's a makeup one as well on BBC iPlayer about the products broken down, like the ingredients broken down. It's so good. And it's just like four people just like go to brands and they travel around the world and they find out like where all these ingredients are made. Oh. And like, it's crazy what some stuff is in like. Yeah, let me make a note of this as well. Did you hear about, Will, the cult beauty forums that happened in lockdown? I think they were like either just before or just after Christmas, but I went to a skincare one. That was really good. And again, it kind of talked, they had like a chemist, like biologist, scientist, somebody that owned a skincare brand, somebody that owned a makeup brand, and then a representative from cult. And they were just talking about the kind of fusion of skincare, makeup, and how consumers are so much more concerned about what goes into their products. I was gonna say it sounds similar, but um, I think there's some YouTube vids. <gasps> have you all watched Have you all watched the Lil Nas video? That whole tea? Monterio, yeah. So good. Mon yeah, Monterio. I... I'm obsessed of it. Like it's crazy seeing how how like, people are like just going crazy and taking it to like a whole nother level. And I would just say to my friend, it just goes to show like it's the people that are homophobic have a problem with it. That's what I'm gonna Literally, say. Literally, I think the trajectory that he's had though, from being a rapper to then being a country music artist to then coming out, because I think he was out when he started his career, wasn't he? But he had to kind of like publicly come out, and then. 
he's now done a literally a stripper pole dance inspired video where he's grinding on Satan himself. If it was the other way around, like, and a girl was doing that, then I feel like people would be like, yes, you know, she better work. Yeah, 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 but for real. I feel like, cause it's a gay guy doing it. I just feel like that everyone's got a problem with it. Yeah. But I'm like, own it. It's really, it's, 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 it's crazy, but I love it. I feel like we've just had a really random shower thought there. Loads of different shower thoughts. Cause I feel like this is the way the conversation has been with you, Will. There's just so much that we've been talking about. It's amazing. Yeah. It's been so much fun, honestly, guys. Oh, well, we've got two more questions for you before you go. Um, we ask all of our guests on the sample cupboard, what is in your bag? But for you, we want to ask you, what is in your makeup bag? What are some products that you just cannot live without? So on a night out, I am always carrying my lip gloss. Lip gloss, lip liner, and powder. Because I get oily as fuck. Yeah, me too. So I need to like <laughs> pat the oils down and then lip gloss and lip liner what I need, like them three. You said about the Fenty gloss. So which lip liner are you using? I'm writing all of these down, by the way. Fenty lip gloss and then Morphe lip liner in Sweet Tea, which is my favorite lip liner mm. shade. And then I carry um, like any, like, like a MAC powder or any powder, like just any like a compact powder where I can just blot if I'm looking a bit shiny. Have you tried the LA Girl powders? No, I've not. So I used to use all the time MAC Studio Fix. I carry that out as well. So I used to use that religiously. And then for one reason or another, I couldn't get my shade in it. And I'd gone into, it's called like Beauty Base in Westfield. I don't know if they still have it. And they sell all of LA Girls. So you can actually, we used to be able to before COVID test the products. And their powder is like a dupe for MAC Studio Fix. And it's like six pounds. It's amazing. It's so good. And they have every different skin tone that you could imagine. Oh my God. I need to get into that, I think. Cause I use a loose powder at the moment and I think it just, it, it kind of picks and chooses where it wants to land on my face. And then I get like a really shiny nose and a really matchy. <laughs> yeah, I would say definitely get a powder cause with a, with a powder, you can get the coverage while you're doing your, while you're doing your makeup. Whereas a loose powder, I just use that to set my under eyes. Amaze. So, final question. What is one thing in your wardrobe that makes you feel amazing? Oh, I would say anything that's a blazer. I just love a blazer. Like, I wear blazers to work. I wear blazers on nights out. Um, I just love a blazer. Like, it's just such a nice thing you can just put on top of something. Um, oversized blazers are everything. Yeah, so just a blazer. It just makes you feel like a bad bitch. Have you got a brand of, of blazer that you go to, like a specific place you go to buy a blazer? ASOS, just love me some ASOS. Do you know what's really annoying? Like, um, I'm based in Camden. Oh, yeah. And like, I always love going like through the Camden, like shops and stuff. Yes. Camden Market. Yes, but they're not the same as when they used to be. Like the Camden Market used to be so much fun and there used to be so many unique stuff you could find. And it'd be like, oh my God, this blazer is everything or this jacket is everything. But now it's just very like, yeah. it's like commercial. Like they always have lots of like, I love London t-shirts <laughs> now. <laughs> They've built houses where the market was. I'm so sad about it. The good side of the market. No, it's not the same, but I love buying like vintage. Oh, ASOS Marketplace. Love that. You can get some good finds on there. You really can. Do you have a charity shop shop? Because I sometimes think if you rummage, if you like a rummage, you can get some good blazers in there. Yeah. I love a thrifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would buy a shirt from there and then like make it cute or whatever. When I did my Halloween looks, most of the stuff that I bought, like the accessories and the t-shirts were all from charity shops. Yes, I love that. Will, it has been an absolute pleasure. It is coming to an end. I know. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for coming into the sample cupboard with us today for our final episode as well. It's been an absolute dream. Oh. We've loved having you. Honestly, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been amazing. We should definitely do a part two this time next year, see where we've come. Cause I just feel like with everything that's gone on with me, like stuff just happens overnight. Like with my TikTok, it just blew up overnight. Catch up part two pending. I would love that. 
Yes. We should try and meet in person and do either like you do our makeup or we try and do something with makeup and make it a video. Kay suggested that I do yours and I was like, that would just be offensive on all levels. <laughs> That'd be iconic. That'd be iconic. I'm putting it in the diary right now. We'll get your people to, well, we'll contact your people. We'll, we'll, we'll fit ourselves into your schedule. But honestly, thank you so much. It's been a dream. Thank you so much, Will. It has been a pleasure, honestly. It's been such a pleasure, guys. we had Will on like it was so lovely to speak to him I know I just love chatting to him his story is incredible and he's 20 like I cannot believe it I can't believe how much he's achieved where he's like the trajectory that he's had in the last year has been insane and I just can't wait to see him grow and I feel so honoured that he gave us some of his time to come into the sample cupboard to chat to us today because literally we were just chatting off record and he's got so much planned for today we're recording on Good Friday, right? So it should be a bank holiday. He has got Zoom calls. He's got chats with companies. I feel honoured that he's fitted us in today, to be honest. <laughs> I know. Thank you again, Will, so, so much for giving us your time today. It's been a blessing and we can't wait to see where things go for you. Uh, we, what time is it, right? So we've actually been recording for nearly two hours. This is double the time we would normally record. We probably could have chatted to him all day. Yeah. Because we wouldn't have ever chatted over something twice. There'd have been new stories every single time. Yeah. He's got such an inspiring story and such a lovely aura about him. I just feel like, yeah, we could yeah. have chatted to him all day long. But we've said that we want to do another episode with him. Maybe something on YouTube. Who knows if we can get our technical grandma fingers on it. <laughs> <laughs> We've done 10 episodes. It's gone so quick. It really has. And I've enjoyed it so much and I've learned so much from doing it. I wouldn't have even been able to tell you that we'd have had the views that we've had, the listens that we've had, the messages of love and support for all the things we've spoken about have just been incredible as well. So the biggest thank you goes to the listeners, really. Oh God, I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> for sticking with us this whole time and for supporting us and constantly, you know, telling us that you love it and that you listen, because it means a lot and it's the reason why we've kept doing it. So we're really excited to see where this goes and um, thank you for all of your support. Yeah, thank you for supporting us while this, obviously doing this during lockdown has not been the easiest thing. When Johnny and I have not sat and recorded together. We're both doing it in our, like I'm in my bedroom, Johnny's in his living room. Like it's not ideal setups. We know over Zoom it's not the best audio and everything else. Like we are so glad that you've enjoyed what we've put out there so far. And if this is what we can do in lockdown, we're so excited for what we've got planned when we're actually allowed to be in the same room together. And like I said, we're trying to get on all the video, all the socials, so I think it's quite nice. I like to listen to podcasts and I also like to see it as well, like see it being recorded. I know a lot of people have messaged and asked us if we can do that, so hopefully this is what's going to happen going forward. I'm excited for where this goes, but yeah, thank you so much for your support. And the fact that people are actually, like thousands of people are listening to us in their ears, chatting shit in all countries all over the world, so just thank you so much for making us want to come back every week and talk some more shit, basically. We're so glad you've enjoyed it. I don't know how long we're going to take a break for, but we will be back. Yeah, it won't be long, hun. Don't, don't get too upset. We'll be back soon enough. <laughs> Kay's getting upset, I'm getting upset. Right, we're going to go now before this gets emotional. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much once again to Alex at Ronda Music for all of the tracks on the podcast. We will put his details, as always, down in the show notes. <laughs>